0: It's yo 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 welcome to starbucks i'm your host anthony dinardo with me we got jim Rosati. jim as always happy monday happy
1: monday happy day after paul Skeens day we actually this is literally
0: 12 hours we are exactly 12 well a little under 12 hours i guess from the actual pick and such but yeah 12 hours since paul Skeens was drafted by the Pittsburgh
1: Pirates. What a great day. Yeah, it was uh it was an interesting day leading up to it. Um, it seemed like Wyatt Langford was gonna be the consensus pick. All the mock drafts kind of switched to Langford. Um, and then at the last second, a deal must have been struck with Skeens because I mean you noticed it like you noticed it with the, the betting lines right first. Like, right. Skeens all of a sudden shot to being the odds on favorite about 15 minutes before the draft started. Um, and Skeens ended up being the pick. They already had a deal in place. Nine point two five million dollars, roughly saving five hundred thousand dollars on the slot value. Still the largest bonus ever given to somebody. Um, I don't know if Cruz will end up topping that with that number two pick. That's always a possibility. But, yeah, Paul Skeens, best arm in the draft. Can't really argue against that. You know, the
0: longer I sit on this and think about it, the more excited I am. And I think that's fair to happen. You know, we were all cruise, cruise, cruise. Um, And we've talked about this, right? About two, three weeks ago, it started becoming a thought of, you know, maybe Paul Skeens is legit. Go back to Eric Longenhagen, right? fan and we were talking about prospects and we just happen it's let's let's talk about dylan cruz a little bit pirates number one on the clock there's this guy named dylan cruz who's really really good what are your thoughts eric and eric was basically telling us like don't get prospect fatigue it's it's dylan cruz okay no matter what happens it's dylan cruz there's gonna be guys that pop up they have a good week they have this that whatever it's Dylan cruz right so you had that mindset but you you, you kind of really take dylan i'm sorry dylan um paul Skeens is like stuff and what he's doing and considerations, like this is kind of legit. Like, this isn't just like prospect fatigue. This isn't just a guy who's coming along and like had a good week. Maybe there's some real stuff here. And he is and, like, talking of Jim Callis, like Jim Callis had him as a number one prospect. Um, maybe he is like legit. And so with the mindset of it's Dylan Cruz or Bust, that you know, but Dylan Cruz will be okay with Paul Skeens. Now Paul Skeens is a part. It's like wow. This this could really turn, not the one man can turn a franchise around, but like when you look at this rebuild, this is the guy that you say this team has a lot of depth. This this the prospect rankings have a lot of good players, but there's no like stud. This dude's a stud.
1: This dude's a stud. You're right. Um, you know, many 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 evaluators have called him the best pitching prospect in the draft since Steven Strasburg. And if you can get, like you mentioned someone who can be a very impactful major leaguer and help your team. Uh, if you can get Steven Strasburg type uh, production from Paul Skeens, that's a huge, huge benefit to any team, <laughs> especially the pirates, especially yeah, the Pirates, uh, <laughs> because they, they, uh, You know, you you kind of have that confidence in Mitch Keller right now that he's he's your ace, but if you can complement that with another generational arm, then you've got the makings of a pretty good rotation. You can kind of start seeing pieces come together and say, Okay, this thing this thing could work. Right.
0: And you know, to be not to take anything away from Mitch Keller, because again, what he's done has been magnificent. But I feel with Mitch Keller, and again, to to coin the term ace, I feel like you're trying to fit that in, right? You're trying to make this picture of Mitch Keller look like this ace, you know, to present to somebody. You don't have to deal with Paul Skeens. Again, I know it's a prospect, right? And anything can happen at this point in time, right? Silly to call him an ace per se, but that's what he presents. Like he can absolutely be an ace, and you don't have to try to convince someone of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at the stuff, like the, the guy, the guy throws 102 miles per hour, um, you know, consistently sits 99 to a hundred throughout the course of the game has a really nice looking slider that he commands. Well showed us a few times over the course of the year, his change up that he didn't have to really throw a whole lot, but looks like he's got a pretty good feel for that pitch as well. So yeah, I mean, this is, this is an ace this is an ace that you got the stuff clearly shows it the results that he got at one of the top schools in the country well the top school in the country facing the top talent in the country dude's an ace and uh yeah the pirates landed him uh according to ben Sherrington. He uh, The the plan is for him to pitch at some point this season. I would not anticipate that being anywhere in the major league, so don't get your hopes up there. But the plan is for Skeens to at least throw a little bit at some point this year. My guess is that he's going to be on a pretty strict um, pitch count innings limit, however you want to slice it and dice it. Uh, We won't really get to see our first real Paul Skeen's experience probably until next year. And that's fair. Honestly, that's what I would
0: mostly want. There was a concerns and I think they were overstated, but still there were concerns about Paul Skeen's because of the amount of pitches he's thrown, uh, amount of innings he's thrown. So yeah, get that arm some rest. He's earned it do that but uh, at the same time I do like the fact that it's not a complete shutdown you know I do like the fact that he will pitch at some point uh, like you said I'm sure it's not going to be well of course not major league right but not too, too stressful probably some low low a you know a whatever right there I'm not sure if it's going to be double a like I know if talked about it could be but probably less stressful innings but what I say is it is nice that you are going to see him um So we will get a taste of Paul Skeen's at least this year to talk about this year, whatever. And I think it's good for him, like get him a little bit, you know, acquainted this year and then it's next year. Boom. You know, you're seeing actual minor league. Now I guess to talk a little bit, like, do you feel like next year it's double A he's
1: in right away? I would expect him to start next year in double A. Yeah. That would be my expectation. Um, The other cool thing about all this too, is, you know, this, this look kind of, This like really makes you look forward to spring training too. The pirates typically invite their first round pick to major league camp. I would imagine Skeens will be in Major League Camp. So you'll see him throwing to Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez and you know Austin Hedge's post extension, you know, will be in that mix too. You had to do it. You went there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that'll that'll be kind of cool. Uh, you'll see him, like I said, in major league camp. Probably throw some innings to at Lee Com Park and in like real games. So that'll be that'll be kind of fun.
0: That will. You know, you make a good point. Every first round pick goes. I mean, Tamar Johnson was there last year, uh, but I think the difference though is we can debate it. But there's a real
1: legitimate chance Paul Skeens could
0: be in the majors next year.
1: I know you're, you know. Absolutely, no. I I think that's absolutely something that is possible. I think it maybe depends on how much the pirates are competitors, but mm-hmm. this is a guy who shouldn't be in the minors very long. And if you look at the top college arms lately, that's that's what they're doing. Like they're they're not spending too much time down there in the minors. So I would right. expect that if Skeens is doing what he's supposed to be doing. <clears throat> He's not going to be down there very long. You yeah. asked me last night, is there a chance that, you know, do we see him next year? And I think I answered like maybe September if it's like a playoff run. Right. But I, I may even change that up a little bit. Like he could be up midsummer next year. If everything falls in place.
0: It's an interesting thought. And it, it, honestly, it really is because. If you want to harp on the Pirates because they don't start, like, their best prospects early to hopefully get that draft pick compensation and whatnot, right? Like, Endy wasn't here to start. O'Neill Cruz wasn't here to start. We saw the draft last night, right? Seattle manners have the 29th and 30th pick. You know, we saw what they were able to do. They have all these picks to do it with. Like, that could be the Pirates, you know, essentially. Paulskins have to start day one, and that's tough to say. Like, that's, that's tough you're just drafted and you're going to start day one. Right. But Paul Skeens absolutely is in that category of like your J rods, right. Where he could be rookie of the year and he could potentially be in some awards, you know, in the first three years conversation. So like he presents absolutely that possibility of getting a draft pick and such. So like with what you're saying, you could see him next year, but then ultimately like, Maybe not at all. Like, that's the two sides you play here. Like, are the Pirates good enough that you bring them here to get that playoff run and you pretty much throw that out the window? Or do you hold off in 2024? But no, next year is 2024. So you hold off on 2025, man, and start him from day one in 2025 is like, that's the year we're going to do that and get our draft conversation, whatever. I'm just saying that like, I, I, can, I can see both sides, Jim.
1: Of course you can. Yeah, <laughs> I, I um until this team shows me that they they aren't going to, you know, manipulate service time, I'm not gonna believe that they'll start a guy opening day. I can't remember the last time it happened. Well, uh,
0: <clears throat> it would be more manipulation to start him in 2025 than bring him up in 2024.
1: Right. So that's what I mean. Like bringing him up in 2024 halfway through the year and then maximizing him that way
0: but you could just bring him up on April. I don't know. I think by 20th, he'll be ready in 2025. And now you've manipulated, you got that extra service time, and you can get that draft pick.
1: No, you can't. Yeah. He's got to be opening day roster.
0: Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking of... Yeah, okay. There's something else there I'm thinking of.
1: Anyways... All right, he could still win Rookie of the Year after calling him up April twentieth, and then um, he gains the full year of eligibility anyways. But the Pirates right. don't get anything. Okay, so uh, I, I think they they will not allow that to happen. They won't right. That they won't, won't give it. him a full year of eligibility. Yeah, so that's down the road though. This is all hot, happy talk. Um, now you got to be excited about Paul Skeens again. I was. Um, Dylan Cruz was was still my number one guy heading up into the draft, but I was not going to be disappointed with, with Paul Skeens. Um, I was going to be pretty pleased with either of those two guys. Uh, really liked Max Clark, too. But with those two guys sitting there at the top, this just isn't the draft. You go with Max Clark, I think, uh, and, and you go with the generational arm. Or the really, really, really polished college bat. So the Pirates did that. Um, and then you know what? This is now four picks in a row. And we talked about this last night, but four Ben Sherrington first round picks in a row that I've liked personally, like all four picks, I think at the time were were pretty good picks. I, I, I know like the, the Nick Gonzalez at the time of Nick Gonzalez's pick, there were a few options there, but Gonzalez kind of fell to you and you you know you had to take him. Um I think if Nick Gonzalez wasn't there, then it gets a little bit more dicey on you know who do you take? Hassel, Veen, Detmers, like there were there were those guys available. But Nick Gonzalez fell to you, so Nick Gonzalez was the guy. Um Henry Davis was my guy all along, right? Well, uh, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then Termar Johnson, you know, you picked up Termar Johnson fourth overall last year. A lot of evaluators had him as number one overall pick going into that draft, so yeah, it's four for four for Charrington on first-round picks, which, uh like I said, I'm, I'm not a huge Charrington supporter, but as far as first-round picks in the draft goes, he's he's done all right, Corn.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm with you. Done, done every, all right by me. That's partly what we talked about last night, you know, during the draft, that at the time of the draft, I've been happy with every Charrington draft. I mean, I think that is probably one of his strong suits. I, agree. I don't think it's saying a whole lot with what we're talking about, but I think it's one of his strong suits. Again, at the time of the drafts, I've been pleased every single time. Again, with Nick Gonzalez, I like, talked a little bit of um, – it's the very first draft. I'm not giving him too much credit. He fell into the – you know, Nick Gonzalez fell into Ben Charrington's lap. He, he made the right move at least, but that's almost like it was a no-brainer at that point in time. The next year, like you mentioned with Henry Davis, we never knew what was going to happen who is it going to be the whole under slot? And he like nailed that draft flawlessly. I mean, how that draft was executed from top to bottom. Magnificent. Then to more Johnson, like you mentioned, and just looking to like the way, you know, they signed like the first year, it was actual slot value. The next year he went under slot with Henry Davis, right? As you mentioned, but that was, it, that was how he was able to capitalize and spend all that money and get all those players. You never thought were going to sign like Charing- or Charrington, uh, Solomito, Bubba Chandler, Lonnie White, you know, go down the list. And then last year with Tamar Johnson, they went, yeah, Braylon Bishop. Yeah. Last year with Tamar Johnson, they went over slot to get him. So, like you, you know, you see him using the slot values differently as well. It's not like he went under slot every single time. It's not like he went over slot. And then this time he goes with Skeens underslot, but not it it wasn't like the Henry Davis underslot. Like it was a little bit, but you could argue, and again, this isn't out of the question you can argue they had schemes as the most talented player and he was the best pick people did jim callis did you know it's not it's not something silly anymore that it wasn't dylan cruz so you know you can look at this same way like he went best available so yeah i've i've liked every draft so far do you yeah. want to talk and get into this one a little bit further
1: for the rest of them let's let's before we move on and put you on the spot Does Paul Skeens, we're going to go back to this the end of his career.
0: Pitch a perfect game his first time out like he did for you and MLB The Show.
1: (laughs) So, okay. So, real quick. MLB The Show released the the, the (laughs) player draft cards on the game last night. Um, Spent 76,000 stubs to get Paul Skeens. And uh, I was, it was on rookie mode, obviously, but <laughs> I decided to go ahead and throw him one game last night before going to bed on rookie mode, and he picked a uh, pitched a perfect game with twenty three strikeouts. So, so you're asking me the over and under on Paul Skeens right. first game? <laughs> <laughs> but, but no. So does one question? One two two part question. One does Paul Skeens win a Cy Young during his career? And then part two of that question, is the Cy Young with the Pittsburgh Pirates? Man, what a question. I mean,
0: to play the odds, you would simply say no. He's not going to do either, right? But the talent he presents is, like, absolutely he could become Cy Young, right? So I'm going to go yes with Cy Young. The other thing, I guess, is does he do it with the Pirates? I think that's even tougher. Normally, pitchers, you know, they, they take some time. They don't come out the gate just dominating. I'm not saying Paul Skeens can't. Like, he has that type of talent, right? Talk about Steven Strasburg. Steven Strasburg came out and just started dominating. Pirate fans are well aware of that. <laughs> Speaking of strikeouts and debuts. So, it's tough because, let's be realistic, Pirate fans, is Dil- Dylan, is Paul Skeens going to be a Pirate for, like, six years? Probably not. <laughs> You saw what happened with Garrett Cole. He's probably getting the Garrett Cole treatment, right? Year, two years left on that deal. He's getting he's getting traded. So the window is small for him to do it with the Pirates. But you know what, Jim? Two things here. It's a happy show. It's the day after Paul Skeens was drafted. And the other thing, Jim, I could probably say what I want and don't have to eat crow until like six years from now. So screw it, Jim. I'm going to say yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, everybody, bookmark this. Like, yes. Clip this up. He's saying yes. He's <laughs> um, come back six years to this show. Yeah. No, I um, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say yes too, but I'm also gonna say this. <clears throat> I uh, I think the Pirates extend Paul Skeens at some point. Not gonna get the Garrett Cole treatment gonna sign an extension
0: can you move that camera what do you have in that in that cup this is just this is just espresso no and water. no 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 it's espresso not espresso and water you're talking paul Skeen's extension what do you have in that cup
1: but no i'm saying it's a happy show so let's be happy <laughs> extension. you know what true yeah i'm gonna mean, bookmark this yeah.
0: let's bookmark it for real
1: pirate for life someone last night said that you can you're what was the quote? Uh, the outfielders may be all-stars, but Paul Skeen's is someone you build a statue Sta- of. Yeah. There build go. a statue so, in PNC. Paul Skeen's statue is going to go right next to the Austin Hedges statue.
0: Because in the, the two of them, statement.
1: the things that they'll accomplish together. Think about how, you know what? <laughs> I take everything back I said. He
0: absolutely will win a Cy Young because how can you not imagine some of this type of talent with Austin Hedges behind the plate not just handing you a Cy Young award yeah. yes yes Hedges gets extended Paul Skeens wins multiple Cy Young with the Pirates and when the new stadium breaks ground both get a statue up front it, it used to be Honus Wagner it's Paul Skeens Austin Hedges combo
1: they're actually going to go back to a three rivers stadium type stadium because they'll it'll be like a cycle. They'll say, "You know what? We don't need these two separate parks. Let's build one. We can play two sports in one." So okay. They're going to tear down the two other stadiums, build one more right in the North Shore parking lot. <laughs> With Paul Actually, no, this one will be in like Cranberry. They'll build a stadium in Cranberry. <laughs>
0: But then absolutely it's gonna be both of them with a statue out there. You know, I, I know we're joking here a little bit, but like honestly, like that's that is why this pick is exciting. Again, there, there's the risk, and Dylan Cruz comes with a lot less risk, but with risk, with great risk is great reward, right? And, and that's what you're getting with here. Like Paul Skeens could have a statue outside of a of a stadium. Dylan Cruz probably isn't
1: there's some there's some crazy words
0: <laughs> those are some crazy words and understand too we're not here saying that he's going to right like right there's there's a very very low probability of that happening but that probability is in his cards yeah it's just like a two percent three four five percent chance but there's a chance
1: yeah. there's a chance right he maybe gets an LSU statue
0: he probably does think about like the the LSU
1: gym right now on some other show. That's true. There is like an equivalent, like someone who's a big LSU fan out there. Yeah. And now yeah. they're deciding they, they basically just became a pirates fan. And you know I what spark their it? Twitter what handle was it? Dylan Cruz. Yeah. Um. And you know Spark's number it? one pick. It was you being on that central Louisiana CBS station. That's what it was. You created a new Pirates fan.
0: You know what? That's very true. That is absolutely true. LSU Jim <laughs> was all about Paul Skeens, right? His his favorite guy. Like I said, his yeah. Twitter handle was Paul Skeens, unanimous number one draft pick. Um, he got consensus. He me, consensus, consensus one. That's right. Yeah. Consensus number one draft pick. He saw me on the news and was like, hmm, what if he is a Pirate? And then he became a Pirate, and now the Pirates have a fan. So, honestly, Pittsburgh, you're welcome. Travis Williams, you're welcome. You might have a new customer coming up there to get cheese curds. Some cheese
1: curds. All right. Anything else to say about Paul Skeens? They they drafted (laughs) two other guys last night.
0: They did. And again, let's let's definitely talk about that because we've talked about the yeah. drafts, right? We did a little bit in depth about Charrington, right? <laughs> this one with Paul Skeens, you know, last night we talked about two. There's a little bit of savings. I mean, they have the biggest draft pool there is uh, with the seven, I'm sorry, with the 5%. It's like $17 million they basically had to play with. So like, could Dylan Cruz cut a little bit of a deal? Is there going to be a guy? Because Paul Skeens, 9.25 million. The, uh, the slot was like 9.7. So they saved a little bit of money. So, like, are they going to use that later rounds to try to get like a, a like a first round talent from high school kid? So let's let's discuss a little bit. So the second round pick, number forty two, Mitch Jeb. Mitch Jeb. Interesting pick is, is my initial reaction to that. I didn't see much of Mitch Jeb. I just saw the name, so I was expecting again like a high school kid, right? We talked about like first round talent, it's a college bat college Battle from michigan state This is interesting um you hear not a whole lot of power but a contact speed guy who jim ben sharrington drafted a middle infielder who projects to not be able to play middle infield <laughs> yeah be totally I mean, you,
1: you kind of think you kind of check out you go, kind of go through like okay what are things that this this uh depart this this front office has liked over the years right and it's all right. had uh, middle infielders who maybe can't stick to the position check um high contact rate middle infielders who can't stick to the position check crushed it in the in the the cape cod <laughs> league right yes. like cape cod league check. superstar <laughs> check so like he's checking all these boxes uh you know did really well in the cape cod league following his uh sophomore season uh, he yeah hit for a high batting average, especially his sophomore year that was bet- that was his better season for Michigan State. He hit 356 as a sophomore um, 337 this year as a junior and uh, a lot of that had to do with he had um, he had an injury that he was dealing with uh, a wrist injury that he was dealing with this season so his numbers are a bit down but he was second in the Cape Cod League in batting average. Second in the Cape Cod League in OPP, second in the Cape Cod League in OPS over this past offseason. And, and the Cape Cod League has very prospect rich um, yeah. you know, wooden bat league. So it was nice to see that he could handle the wooden bat. He actually hit 356 as a sophomore at Michigan State and then hit 356 in the Cape Cod League with the wood bat. So very consistent. Um no power. Right, he's not. And if you if you have watched this swing, and if you haven't seen this dude swing yet, Google it right now. Like search. Mitch You know what? Jeb. Should we pull it up right now? <laughs> I mean, you can if you want. It's um, it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting. That's swing. what I was going to say. It's an unorthodox swing. It's an interesting swing. It's something that uh, when I first saw it, I was like. What are we doing here? Sometime, and here, here's the caveat. I, I'm not really a huge fan of this pick, mainly because of the swing. Like, let's let's kind of get this out of the way. I'm not, you know, you're not going to love every single pick out there. I don't think his hit tool is going to translate into professional baseball with a swing like this. Now, does does it maybe get switched up a little bit? I, I don't know. Maybe you keep it like this because he's gotten to this point with this swing. But, uh, yeah, do you have it? Yeah. Yeah. So if you're watching on the YouTube or the Twitter, we'll uh, watch it on the YouTube or the Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but this swing, it's uh, it, it kind of – from Baseball re- America,
0: by the way, just to credit them.
1: Yeah, but. so – And we'll put a link to this in the description. Um.
0: Yeah, this doesn't. Yeah, that's really what I was evil. alluding to. Like, we're reading. Like, we just discussed. We're reading all this, and it's whatever. I didn't see the swing until late last night. and yeah. that's when I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, he. I'm sorry, I don't want to disrespect <laughs> you, but what is this swing? <laughs> no, no shit. There's no power.
1: <laughs> here, here you can get a bet. Like, look at this. Like, and and again, like it's it's worked for him to this point but as you can see he's just slapping the ball around um i just feel like if there was a pitcher who had like really good breaking stuff this dude would hit like 50 (laughs) like 050 i I don't (laughs) i don't like i i I don't know like and maybe i'm just on the shoulder and maybe i'm just I'm pouring it on him a little bit too much. Like I, I let's let's see him actually hit in Pro Ball. Again, he, he hit in the Cape Cod League. He uh he hit in the Big Ten. Um but we'll we'll see. It's, it's just like listen, it's, it's it's that's That's all yeah. fair, Jim. Yeah, and
0: I, I'm I'm with you. Let's see. But he knows his swing.
1: Yeah, he, yeah. He, no, you're right. He knows what he's doing.
0: You know, <laughs> uh, I, it's fair game to criticize. He's has been probably
1: criticized his entire life. He, he knows what his swing looks like, and it's not really <laughs> critic. Are we criticizing him, or are we just like what what what's going on here? Maybe the
0: latter. But again, yeah. I'm sure there's been a lot of what's going on here. And but like you said, it works and it's fine. And if it works in the majors, then then good. But you know what your swing looks like, so this ain't the first time he's heard this
1: yeah so i know I'm, like,
0: I'm with you I, I saw the swing and i just it just you're already like wondering about the pick a little bit and then when mm-hmm. you saw this now i'm like really really kind of concerned yeah but i don't know what do you think because again like this this pick seemed to represent maybe again like a like a solid a, a Bubba chandler do you see what that he- in this
1: I think that's what I was expecting, right? I was expecting like a high upside high school player, right? The second pick. And we didn't get that. Instead, we got, you know, what seems to be a pretty low ceiling college bat, right? So it wasn't that it was just not what I expected with that pick. Uh, I, I, I don't know. His name's kind of all over the place on prospect rankings, some True. people like him, some people don't. You know, like like Pipeline tends to like him more than Baseball America does and Fangraphs didn't even have him like on on their list, you know. That's so, another check. <laughs> he's all over the he's all over the yeah, place, kind of right? all over the place. Um check for but, Ben Jerrington. No one knows what he is. Yeah, so I don't I I don't know. Like Let's see him. Let's see him in the in in the system and and see what he does. I I said probably I was probably a little too harsh on him last night on Twitter. Like just first thought, like I I, I tweeted out very on brand. Charrington guy since he's a middle infielder who can't play shortstop and also can't hit. Probably a little harsh. I don't know if he can hit yet. He just I don't think He's gonna be able to hit enough, yeah. We'll find out again. We'll like, find I'll, out. I'll give the, the benefit of the doubt at this point in time. But
0: this pick was a little confusing again because we yeah. thought it was going a certain route, but I don't know. Maybe this is a way to save even more money. They're gonna get that guy later in the draft. Um, so that's the second pick. The third pick they had last night as well. Uh, now we were pronouncing this incorrect behind the scenes, I think we got the correct pronunciation. It's Xander. Meath, is that correct? Xander so there, Meath. There isn't a second muth in Pittsburgh. Right.
1: Xander Meath. Xander Meath. Um, high school arm. When I read the scouting report, I was like, this kind of sounds like a right-handed solometto. Uh kind of right yeah. out of high school. Funky delivery, funky arm angle. The stuff isn't all the way there yet but the frame gives you the optimism that you know velocity and things like that can come he he sits like 92 94 right now um tanner halk is the name kind of being thrown around as a comp mlb pipeline used that name fangraphs use that name so when you have multiple people kind of using the same name here then you know pull a tanner halk and then that's kind of what he looks like i was saying both were just like the easiest comp to make is, is this one with Tanner Hauck. Like yeah. I don't know what it is exactly, but he's legit Tanner Hauck. Yeah. I mean, cross-body, low slot, arm delivery. And like I said, when you when you hear those words together and you're thinking, who in us in our system? body right. low arm slot, that's Solometto. Just Solometto's from the left side. So that's what um Xander Meath presents to you. a uh, high school arm from Illinois. He's an old miss. Commit, uh, would imagine he may be a, 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 a maybe over slot, maybe a slot guy. He's kind of slot the rankings are kind of pretty consistent with him, actually. They all have him like right in line with kind of where the Pirates drafted him. So, mm-hmm. this is a top 100 guy, top 75 guy that they got. Uh, they clearly like, and he he's someone where you've seen the Pirates do pretty well with pitching development especially in the lower levels of the minors the past couple of years i'm cu- i'm 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 excited to get this guy into the system and see what they can do with him
0: yeah that's absolutely fair too uh but i think again like with both the way we kind of summed it up last night behind the scenes was they're kind of like your your typical like picks both yeah. of them you know they they slotted pretty much like right where they went again the, the first pick with uh uh, Jeb i'm already forgetting the name um Mitch there Jeb. was some there were some questions on it right but like yeah. you look where they that fits things about rights and this one too it's right there so like it wasn't any like this guy was like the 30th best prospect but you know no one's was gonna sign him A and threw some money at him like that wasn't there these were kind of normal but with that said it's not as if these are like bad picks you know mm-hmm. they, they slot there it's a good pick in that rent sense i think i'm more excited about this pick than Jeb that's fair too um that's
1: fair
0: yeah yeah i think there's but, more uh, upside here sure sure i agree with that And of course he's a high school kid right but um but yeah like the, nothing was too crazy nothing was like too exciting these were fine and uh with this pick too yeah i think uh i think it's absolutely fair to say for the pitching side they develop better and like again, like with Solomito, we talked about that, like how aggressive they've been with him. I'm not sure if the talent's the same, this kid with Salamito, for sure. But Salamito's in double A already. So yeah. it's gonna be kind of interesting how you know this guy
1: plays out. I mean, for comparison's sake, when Salamito was drafted, he sat 87 to 91, right? And scouting report long arm swing throwing across his bot like that. It's a very similar scouting report and Solomito was actually behind when it came to velocity. And now you're seeing, now you're seeing Solomito top out at, you know, 95, 96, and he's dominating in double a. So I'm not, and they're both six, five. So like, which there, 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 are, there are, there are comparisons here to make between the two. Solomito is definitely more highly touted out of, um, out of high school, but, no, this is this is your prototypical projectable arm uh, that they have had success with someone in this mold from the other side of the uh, of the mound so let's try it on the right side and see what happens right
0: and this was gonna say too the thing about this alto is right the velocity was always like a bit of a concern this kid's already throwing 92 93 94 topping out by pretty much like 97 like you mentioned um and like in with the air eric longenhagen on the show like that was his biggest concern about salamito like his long-term development is the fastball Mm -hmm. so he's added some velocity but again like this kid's already got it so uh obviously he's a right hand not lefty so a little bit but like yeah i'm I'm, I'm excited about this pick not not absolutely thrilled it's it's a good pick though
1: yeah no i'm really interested
0: like what this next pick's gonna come though
1: yeah this pick seems fine to me um yeah, day two of the draft starts up tonight. Actually, is it even is it tonight PM. or is it this afternoon? It's this afternoon, yeah. Two p.m. Yep. Um, and the pirates got some money to spend. So yeah, let's see. Let's see if there's any creativity in day two. Let's see if they kind of just stick to to slot. Um, we'll we'll kind of see what they do. They did save again. They saved about five hundred thousand dollars with the Skeens pick, based yep. off of the reports coming out with the agreed upon uh, value. So they can get him signed up, locked up quick that, that gives them a good idea of what they, what they've got left. Uh, so i to say with that
0: 5%, that's, that's also about mm-hmm. like $800,000 they already had to work with. Yeah. So. And there's still,
1: there's still plenty of good guys left out there. Um, like most of the top, if I'm looking at fangraft's list, the top 24 guys are all off the board, but there are some people still in that top 50 that haven't been picked. Um, and I so said, at this point, I'm kind of curious in what kind of prep players they can get high school bats, high school arms that they could maybe sign to overslot deals and, and see what they can do with them. Right. Yep. Yep.
0: So I think that pretty much wraps up our draft review for day one. Good draft. I mean, it starts with schemes already. Doesn't matter. Doesn't really matter too much what you do after that. You have balls. It wouldn't have mattered.
1: Ball. Yeah. Picks two and three. You you nailed pick one. <clears throat> Picks two and three didn't matter as much. If they would have gone the other route, right, and they went Langford or Clark, I would have expected a lot more out of two and three. Right, For sure. Uh, but and they- finish. Sorry. But they, but they went with Skeens, so he was going to cost them more money, which means they had less money to play with with these picks. Gotcha. No, I was going to say. With that said, right, if they went the Linkford route, we
0: saw how this was risky, and you see how the draft like kind of played out. And I don't know if like the guys that would have wanted would have been there.
1: So, yeah, like none of the like none said, of they the would have had to have nailed guys. it, and yeah, none of the top guys fell. Now, right. It also could have played out different. Like, the Pirates could have, let's say if the Pirates really liked uh, Dylan Head, right? Center fielder, he got drafted 25th overall, Clemson. Sure. In. Like, if the Pirates really liked him, they were like, hey, Dylan Head, don't, like, let everybody else know that you want $3.5 million and you're not signing for anything other than that, right? Like, they could have done something like that and the draft may have played out a little bit, bit different, but... Um, they didn't, so sure, don't have to talk about that kind of stuff. Nope, nope. Good draft. So
0: let's move forward then. Um, All-Star. All-Star week is upon us, right? Tonight is the Home Run Derby. Tomorrow's the game. Um, let's talk a little bit about that then, I guess. So you love you love the All-Star week. I It's cool. I, I'm, I'm with it. It's cool. Home Run Derby is certainly, to me, more fun. That's the highlight. It's like the the dunk contest yeah. in the NBA, right? Home Run Derby is kind of fun. Um, so I guess maybe we want to talk about that a little bit right now.
1: Yeah, I'm a big Home Run Derby fan, big All-Star Week fan. Um, I'm just – I just like – I like watching really good baseball. I like people doing things that, you know, is pretty pretty, uh, pretty crazy, right? And so that's kind of what the Home Run Derby – Well, you grew up as a Pirate fan. That's why, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm a Pirates fan. But no, the Home Run Derby's got some pretty interesting, um, got some interesting names in it. I mean, you've got Pete Alonso in it again, who just is like Home Run Derby MVP, right? God, um, it's, <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's like so annoying. I, we're probably gonna. I can't wait for the first clip of him like lifting weights and like stretching and the. In the, in the <laughs> like, what, like like, dude, come on, you're taking BP. But um, Pete Alonso against Julio Rodriguez in round one. So that'll be that'll be super fun. Um, Mookie Betts is in the home run derby this year. So you've got like Mookie Betts is like tiny little dude, and he's up against Vlad Jr., you know, big, huge, big strong dude. guy. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Uh, Luis Robert versus Adley Rushman so like two young guys who can like that'll be fun because Adley can hit some nukes yeah like he, and, and so can so can Lou Bob Lou Bob he gets he gets all of it so no, I mean, fun fun week um, and then Adolis Garcia and Randy Rosarina. so two guys that you don't really get to see a whole lot because they're in markets that just don't get a ton of attention uh, but exciting guys Nonetheless, Garcia is crushing the ball.
0: Right. And I was going to say about Randy is you don't see him because of the market, but everyone did see him at one point with that World Series and that playoff run when he broke out. And fun dude. Like I'm actually looking forward to, I don't know, like his antics, (laughs) I guess we want to say like in the the home run uh, derby. Like this guy's a fun,
1: fun player. Well, and he just like rises to the occasion. Like he's a big that moment too. player. Like so a Arena by himself on a field, hidden homers, like yeah, I'm expecting I'm expecting tonight to be pretty enjoyable. Um Who do you thinks gonna win? Who's your who's your all star home run derby champion this year? I, I mean, you just
0: have to pick Pete Alonzo. This is this yeah. is his World Series this
1: is his this biggest. really is like this is <laughs> this is it right here for Pete Alonso I don't know um, what it is but well he, I he didn't win here. last year he didn't win last year he lost in the finals right yeah. um yeah. whoo I'm gonna go I mean I have a dark horse yeah I think I'm gonna go Luis Robert I'm, I'm gonna go Luis Robert I'm going with Pete Alonzo just because. Yeah. But
0: like my dark horse is I'm going Adley. If it's you not, you love Pete. Adley. I do love Adley. You know I love
1: Adley. I think Adley will be fine. I don't. I don't think Adley puts on the show that the other guys do, though.
0: Okay. Whatever. That's dude. just.
1: That's just my. It's my well, you're opinion. wrong. You yeah. <laughs> know. But then also, uh, All Star Game is Tuesday night. Pirates have two All Stars: Mitch Keller. They do. Who likely won't pitch? He threw on Saturday. So Mitch Keller is probably a no go for the All Star game. But uh, David Bednar is in the All Star game as well. I would imagine he probably gets an inning to himself. So, or at least a a couple outs. Mitch Keller, uh, David Bednar will probably pitch in the All Star game. Yeah,
0: he could. I I know he did last year. What was nice was, was it Edwin? Who's the one that?
1: Like Edwin Diaz, yeah, Yeah. Edwin Diaz was like, now let let Bednar pitch," and 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 Bednar threw a scoreless inning. He did. So uh, yeah, he
0: absolutely could this year. Um, I think it'd be exciting. Yeah, just you know, David Bednar's a good dude. If he pitches again,
1: good for him. Who wins National League or American League? Uh, I'm gonna go with. American League. It's kind of been that way for for a while. National League definitely has some some making up to do. Um, I think the AL wins too. Uh, Is Otani like doing both things again, or I don't think he is. I don't know. No, he's got that blister, so I don't. I don't. Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Was the blister? I was trying to think when he pitched last. It's been a while. Yeah, so I'll still go AL. Although Trout's out. Trout's also oh, Trout. out. Yeah. Yeah. Still though. AL. I'm going AL. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to AL. Had they selected Angel McCutcheon, then I'm all for the NL winning. But yeah. Andrew McCutcheon less NL team, it's
1: AL. The other thing too, home run derby, like they didn't split it up evenly, NL A L. Like there's six American League guys and two National bad. League guys. Like Well, the AL is gonna win. This is why Jack Swinski should be in the Home Run Derby. Even things why. out a little bit. You get even funny. Jack Swinski's
0: in the Home Run Derby, right? And, like, the guy throwing him is a lefty. <laughs> like, like, what if his dad – is his dad left-handed? We know that. Like, what if his dad's no, throwing no. him? No, and he's a lefty. He's and he throwing like, him, he's, like,
1: screwballs.
0: He's crushing it, right? Now, he's in lefties better now recently. So I'm saying, like, he's like, crushes it, and, like, that's what fixes him. He's now a left-handed monster.
1: This is what should have happened. Yeah, we should have had this happen. Should have. But also, does he even need fixed? He looks good lately. Jack Swinski, playing well. No. (laughs) What? (laughs) No,
0: not not too recent. He was for a second, and then
1: he's striking out every... Well, he's striking out a lot. But when he's not striking out... Sure, I can say about everybody. (laughs) He's... He's doing all
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when Elijah Green's not striking out in the minor leagues, he's looking fantastic.
1: I mean. <laughs> Don't mind that 43% K rate. What's he doing? July, in July, Swinski has a 2-0-8 weighted runs created plus. Yeah. Look at his, like, last week. Doesn't even matter. The last week is July, Denardo. It's July 10th. Okay. So Look at the last, Through like, July 9th. He's got games. a two. He's got a one. He's got a one thousand one hundred ninety four OPS in July.
0: Right. That, that's what Jack Swinski is because it was like a three game stretch, and like he like the overall numbers look good, but like these three games were magnificent, and like the rest has been terrible. Uh, regardless, I'm moving forward. How would this turn into a Jack Swinski hate show? Now
1: I'm not I, trying to. I'm not, not hating, hating. I'm saying like, he's geez. been good. You're the one hating on him. You're the guy hating on the guy with the twelve hundred OPS.
0: <laughs> he struck out like 70% of his last plate appearances, like the last whatever games. Yeah, so. But anyways. Yeah, he struck out. Oh, well. And all caught looking. Anyways. um, Are we wrapping up then?
1: Yeah, let's wrap it up.
0: All right. So <clears throat> I don't think we'll be back again till Wednesday night, maybe. Are we going to do an NSN Live on Wednesday? I think it is. I don't know. Wednesday or Thursday. Well tune. Wednesday in. or
1: Thursday. Yeah.
0: Come into our Discord and you'll find out for sure.
1: Yes. Come into the Discord. Um, it will be uh it was hopping last night. Um yeah, a lot of action apparently. and uh, yeah, so hop in that Discord. Links down below. Thank you to everybody yeah. who watched our draft show. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. But sure. that was a lot of fun last night. Yeah.
0: So, all right. So we'll see you then Wednesday, Thursday ish. We'll see you again. And then the pirates will play San Francisco on Friday. We'll have a preview also with that. So see you then. Bye. Bye.
1: See you guys. Hey you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video, and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks.